Buenos días. Hola, buenos días. Lo siento mucho. I am sorry. Ah. Don't worry. Oh, but it was my mix-up. It was entirely my fault. I thought we were both on Eastern time, and I forgot about um, daylight savings time. That we don't change. Yes, right, yeah. right. <laughs> don't worry. It's okay. Well, I, it's I'm, no problem. <laughs> I, I'm just really glad that we were able to reschedule and to do it so quickly. Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm glad, too. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to begin by reading the introduction, and then I'll talk to you on the other side. Okay. The Women Mind the Water podcast engages artists in conversation about their work and explores their connection with the ocean. Through their stories, Women Mind the Water hopes to inspire and encourage action to protect the ocean and her creatures. Today, I am speaking with Adriana Delfin. As a child growing up in Mexico, Adriana loved to paint. She studied visual arts in the School of Arts and Design at the National Autonomous University of Mexico. Adriana lives in Cozumel, where she explores the close link between body, mind, emotions, and the environment using a variety of art forms, including painting, murals, street art, and sensory theater. Welcome, Adriana. Thank you for being here today. I'm really excited to have the chance to talk with you. And I am grateful to Jen Ensley of the Akamal Art Festival for introducing us. Let me start by asking you about where you grew up. What inspired you to be a common artist? Uh, hello, Pam. Uh, nice to meet you. And I am really grateful with you and with Jen for inviting me to this interview. Um, well, I was born in Mexico City. And when I was a little child, my both, both parents were like working all day. They were doctors, both of them. So my brother and I uh, spent a lot of time alone, like doing like activities after school, you know, but uh, we have a lot of time uh, to, to stay like just alone by uh, or owns, and I guess that all the imaginary, all the imaginary, uh, starts in this age when I was like really small, like really uh, younger. And I remember that I always want to be an artist. Like my whole life, I I always want to be an artist. Seems to me that you're driven to telling powerful stories. What experiences in your life have motivated you to tell these stories? Well, uh, I guess that the life of an artist and, it, and its artwork uh, isn't separate. I mean, uh, your artwork reflects always what you are, uh, what are going through in your life. Um, sometimes uh, we make it conscious and sometimes we don't. So I guess I started to paint when I was like really young. And it was like a, a opportunity for me to focus all my attention and my emotions like doing art, you know? I had like a event in my, child, my childhood, childhood 
sorry, when my parents uh, get separated. So um, it was like really strong for me. And then, but I always start to uh, keep doing art all the time. So I thought that I was like analyzing all my emotions there. And then I had like a period of, um, you know, like teenager confusion and uh, some like uh, really hard time for me. It was like a, um, sadness and some, I don't know, feeling like loneliness. I start to practice uh, yoga and acro yoga and meditation. And then it makes me like uh, be more conscious about me and the elements that were living inside me. And I just start to paint about this, like the universe, how we resolve our um, emotions, how we how we connect with other people and with ourselves through movement, through activities, like uh, observing all the time, all these elements in our homes, like the, the water, the fire, like trying to understand where we come from. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but how did you get uh, interested in creating murals? And is it more challenging to work on that kind of large scale? Well, I always uh, been a moving person, like making a lot of activities with my body. Uh, I, I think that I need it because I need to canalize all my, all my energy and my emotions. I think that I love to start to paint in large scale because it keeps my mind and my body in action. Like I can feel all the movement in my in my body, all the work that I, I need to do to paint in a really large uh, large scale. I, I can see that energy in your murals. Yes. I want to transmit like this movement, like the movement that make us change. And I think that the public art is really special because you have the power, like the, it's a really good tool to communicate to the public, but not just the public that can go to a museum or a gallery or somebody that has art education. I mean, the public art, is for everybody and you can communicate and you can sensibilize the, the viewer um, in their own ways in their life. I mean, they go to work, but now they find something different that maybe makes them feel or think something. And maybe they can help, uh, it can help change something in their minds. So I, I feel that the public art has a really big impact. So it's, it's a tool for the artist to, to make, like, communicate in big scale, you know? Right. So what are the steps to creating a large-scale work? Well, it takes a lot of uh, steps. 
So I always start by looking the place, like observing where is going to be the mural. I need to know, to observe like all the buildings around, like maybe they have uh, lines or colors. That kind of helps me to design like my idea, no? Then I start to sketching the, the drawing. So I always use like uh, a notebook or, or my iPad. And I, I take my time like to do the sketch. I, I mean, I want that it, uh, what, that it is like the idea that I want to communicate. No, so I need to take like really my time there. And then I choose like the colors, the specific colors that I'm going to use. Um, and then we need to prepare the wall. So the prepare the wall is really important. So you can have your paint, uh, uh, your, the life of your painting is going to be long, uh, longer. So I always prepare like uh, two coats of sealer and one in white. So the colors uh, might be brightful. And then I start to sketch in the wall. So to draw in the wall, there is like a different uh, techniques. It depends of the time that you have to do the painting or where is it uh, placed. So you choose the, the technique that you're going to use, and then you start to sketch, and then you start to paint. Okay. So can you tell me about a particular piece that reflects on your connection with the ocean? And when you're discussing... Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> discuss it. Can you describe it for those who are listening to an audio version? Yes, of course. Thank well, you. The, this is a, a piece that is uh, 15 meters long or, five, or 50 feet. And it's, uh, it is just a texture of water. Uh, it has two lectures. It, is, uh, it could be like the light of the sun looking from the bottom of the ocean. And the other lecture could be like just a detail of a, a big wave. Um, this mural uh, talks is just water. And I was talking about that we are 70% uh, water. So if we can connect with this feeling, we can learn how to flow like the water you know because we just need to trust um that we are part of this and and if uh, the intention of this mural was like um, it was when i came back to the island after 10 years out so it was the first mural that i paint when i come back and it represents like uh, one time in my life that I need to trust in myself, like to trust what, what I want to do. And the water makes me feel like uh, trusting. So Adriana, after you put all of this thought into the public space, into what you want to put there, and you put all your energy into creating it, 
How does it make you feel that unlike a framed piece of art, your mural can be temporary and might be painted over? Well, this is, uh, this is really hard <laughs> when you live it by the first time. Uh, but then you understand that the public art is in a public space and you can't control what is happening in the landscape, you know? I have a really, I have a really special piece of art that I paint for the last uh, Seawalls Cozumel in 2019, and it is, uh, it talks about dolphin captivity. So I, I paint a, a mother dolphin and her baby, like going through the water. And then it has like a message that it, it says, do not buy a ticket. And it means like, uh, do not, uh, do not pay to, to go sure. to swim with the dolphins, no? Yes. After that, like few months, um, the owner of the, the place where I paint, he put a fence and obstruct the view in the, of the mural. So the people cannot uh, see the mural anymore. You just can see the dolphins going out, but now it looks like if they are in the dolphinarium instead of being free, you know? So it, it, it's sad. Art can move people to engage with the ocean in more positive ways? Yes, of course. I mean, um, I, I come from the city and I am really... I really, I really believe that when I live in the city, I have like, I always went to the like vacation to the ocean and the beach, and, but you have a really different idea of the real thing, what's going on with the ocean in the present. And when I came to the island and start to live here and observe what is happening, uh, I thought that it's uh, really important to communicate all the people from all the world what is happening to the oceans now because we need to take care of them we need to take responsibility we need to start to do actions and through art i think this is a really really good uh, tool because everybody likes art and even if you are not close to the ocean Maybe you can see your Instagram or something following your artist, and you you can observe and you can learn about some other uh, things that you can that you didn't imagine before. So I I guess that as an artist uh, we have the responsibility to take these tools to to let the people know uh, what is the real impact of our, the consume, the, um, all, all the, the things that we have like humans, like the relation with the oceans, because that's where we come from. Right. Well, I always enjoy seeing your work on Instagram. And I hope Thank sometime, you so you're most welcome. I hope sometime to travel to Mexico to see your work in person, maybe even make it to the Akumal Festival 
after COVID. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's very nice. It will, yes. be, it will be really nice to meet you. Yes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the uh, outtake, and then you stay put, and I, we can talk a little more, okay? Okay. So I have been speaking with Adriana Delphin for the Women Mind the Water podcast series. The series can be viewed on womenmindthewater.com. An audio-only version of this podcast is available on the Women Mind the Water website and on iTunes. Women Mind the Water is grateful to Jane for the song Women of Water. All rights for the Women Mind the Water name and logo belong to Pam Ferris Olsen. This is Pam Ferris Olsen. Thank you for listening.